The weekend is here, and we're breaking down the teams that you're passionate about. Oh, really? This is the Saturday Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back into the Saturday show. Eric, excellent choice in bumper music here. This gets me fired up. I love as Garth if- Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as, as if I weren't already fired enough, fired up enough to speak with our next guest. Now this just takes it to that next level. <laughs> um, but this guest needs no introduction, but I'm going to give him one anyway. Uh, Brian Brown works for Ute Zone, uh, really understands Utah football really well. Uh, he played offensive line at snow college uh he is just a wonderful human being with a heart of gold it's the big beautiful brown bear uh brian how are you i mean i couldn't be any better after an introduction like that but you know (laughs) other than the fact that somebody's hacked my brain (laughs) and we can't find the keys oh man we love you i'm we miss we truly we miss you being part of the zone team so we're excited to have you on as as a guest today it, I miss it too. Um, I don't miss the uh, the late nights and the four a.m. departures from the arena after pre and post games as much. Yeah, but and, I definitely and, miss you guys. And Hans Olsen being a diva. Yeah, <laughs> that I actually kind of miss that part about it because getting to hang out for a hand, with Hans for up to six hours a night, sometimes eight hours, you you discover parts of this world that you never knew existed, and, and the things that he can come up with, both like from a football point and also from a food standpoint are just unbelievable yep for sure oh man so brian um we've had a decent amount of uh breaking news on the ute zone front over the past you know weeks or so we've we we now have four recruits for the 2022 class um two of them are quarterbacks but uh, i just wanted to kind of get your analysis on uh what are the utes getting with these new commits well, they're getting football players, number one, and I think that's a big thing as you're moving forward, you know. Um, and I, I don't say that lightly because what I mean is that they're getting legitimately talented football players. Uh, unusual that Utah gets two quarterback commitments? Absolutely. But I think it's a sign of what's been happening in the past and now what's happening with the transfer portal where Kyle Whittingham is adapting to the to the surroundings of college football. He's not going to – sit back and, and let his quarterback room be depleted because a guy wants to leave. So he's going to go out and get the guys that, that they want. And I think last year there was a lot of uh, conversation about Jackson Dart and Peter Castelli coming in and, and what goes on with that. And Castelli uh, ended up coming to Utah and showed out pretty well in the spring game. He's got a ways to go. But uh, I think after that, Woodingham has decided that they're just going to go out and get the two quarterbacks that they want, and they did that. Nate Johnson uh, will end up being a four-star prospect. I'm almost positive with that. Brandon Rose could be as well, uh, but they're both incredibly talented quarterbacks. Uh, for those who are deep into the recruiting scene, current Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud had a similar arc as Nate Johnson is having right now where he made it to the Elite 11 Finals, went out and really wowed everybody now, kind of coming out of nowhere uh, on the quarterback scene. Brian, what do you say to a guy like me who uh, tends to shy away from the recruiting scene because these are teenagers and I've never seen a teenager live up to any hype that's not named LeBron James? 
Uh, what's it like having good mental health? I think would be number one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I. This is the one area I might. Yeah, but but <laughs> honestly, I, I see these the scores and four stars, five stars, and I think good for them. But uh, let's see what they do when the games begin. Yeah, I think stars get a big uh, misconception label slapped on them, right? Because stars are not really indicative of what a player is going to do at the college level. It's more a projection of what they've already done. So, like, a three-star quarterback means that they're going to be a power five-level starter. Um, and that can be any level, right? It could be, you know, a Mike Wright-type level starter at the University of Utah. Or, uh, you know, it could be somebody like Keenan Peeley or Peyton Wilgar at, at BYU. You know, guys that are really starting to move forward and, and make noise and, and have potential to go to the next level. A five-star prospect means that it's a prospect that has all the tools and athletic ability to be a draftable NBA player or NFL player. Boy, see, look mm-hmm. where my head is. Um, <clears throat> and so I think a lot of times we see five-star player and we think they're going to be great in college. They're going to do all this. They're going to have a huge impact. They're going to be the next, you know, Barry Sanders or Marshall Falk or, or Zach Moss or, or whatever it is that you want to make that comparison to. And that's not always the case. You talk about putting pressure on high school kids. Um, there is a lot of that. Uh, I also think that, uh, you know, for a lot of these kids, they're not going to make it to the NFL. And so this is their opportunity to um, be recognized for the hard work that they put in both at the high school level and as we move forward into college. Uh, I also think that rolling to, uh, recruiting is an absolute roller coaster. And so I'm kind of in it for, like, the, the, the drama side of it. You know, it's, it, it's wild, some of the stories that come out of it. Um, and players do switch back and forth, and teams switch back and forth, and, and drop and pick up commitments all the time. Um, but it, it does. There is a, a definite downside to the amount of exposure and pressure that gets in. So I guess my whole summation of it is that I don't. You know, I'm out here because I want to tell these recruit stories, and I want them to uh, learn how to deal with media and, and outside perspectives and things like that in a positive manner. So I'm not going to punish these kids um, if they say or do something that's a little bit different because they are still very, very young. And and so I can be that kind of conduit with that. But at the same time, I think if you're just a casual fan, be positive with your interactions, you know, celebrate the wins. I tell people all the time, the commitments like scoring a touchdown in the game. Um, you're not always going to win the battle. You know, kids are going to come in and out and some guys are going to be successful and some guys aren't. It's just, that's sports, and, and that's part of why we love the game. And I think recruiting is just another facet to that. But you know, I'm not going to be be guy that you know shakes my fist at anybody who doesn't want to follow recruiting because it can be it can be wild. Uh, Brian, we're coming up pretty soon here on the 2021 season. Uh, just this past week, I received my copy of Phil Steele's preseason magazine, um, and one of the things that stuck out to me about it was that he ranks Utah's offensive line as fifth in the country. Um, now, you being uh, an offensive line aficionado, what is it about Utah's offensive line that has Phil Steele so high on them? I think it's potential and depth. And I think the other part of it is the endorsement of Kyle Whittingham. He said it's the best uh, best group that he's had at the University of Utah. That's not wrong uh, in a lot of respects, but that's also, I think... We're kind of seeing the uh, the ultimate version of, like, he's gone Super Saiyan, right? Kyle Whittingham, he's, he's grown up the long hair. 
you know, he's, he's bringing in two quarterbacks. They're, they're dipping into the transfer portal and just going out and getting whatever they want. This is Kyle Whittingham at, at max, you know, Kyle Whittingham right now trying to win a Pac-12 championship. And I think some of that is probably because he knows that his time on the Hill uh, is getting shorter and shorter. And, and that's by his own, you know, admission and decision. Nobody else is going to force Kyle Whittingham out. Um, but uh, this is a group that has a ton of talent. Um, they have a lot of potential. And so I think Kyle Whittingham is playing a little bit of a mind game with them here. And especially, I think some of this message is talking to his, his leader, Nick Ford, and telling him, hey, look, you're, you're one of the smartest, um, most athletically gifted offensive linemen we've had here in a long time. You started to develop as a leader. You started to set a culture here in the program and, and for the offensive line group. Now's your time to really push forward and to make your mark, become the player that we believe that you can be, and lead this group to the top. They are seven deep with guys who have experience, starting experience at the University of Utah. You know, Jaron Kump started at tackle last year. Simi Wallace has started multiple games at tackle. Uh, anybody who's talked to anybody around the University of Utah program has heard the name Bam Oleseni, as is, you know, like he just descended from the offensive line. Uh, heavens, you know, away from the offensive line buffet, as we say, and, and come in to really play. And so I haven't seen that personally necessarily out of BAM, but uh, I trust that the number of people that I've talked to who have seen it are, are know what they're talking about. Um, and you combine that with Satao Omea, who is a all-conference performer. Obviously, we talked about Nick Ford. Uh, you know, you're going to have Brain Daniels, Orlando Omana, and Keaton Bills all competing for that left guard spot. All of them have experience. All of them have the ability to get on the field and have success. And, you know, I think that's where the ranking really comes from. And what remains to be seen, how does this group gel together? How cohesive can they be? You know, who really establishes themselves as, a wanting, to, as wanting to be a starter? And how healthy can they stay? Brian, I don't know if this is fair. I don't even know if you have any insight on it, but – how has the real housewives of Salt Lake City affected the Utah football team? <laughs> I don't have any insight on the actual show itself, mm -hmm. um, but I think we're in a day and age now where this kind of stuff, you know, like so much of life is lived either online or in front of a camera, whether it's on social media or, you know, I, I think in the, in the case of Jen Shaw, who is the wife of Sharif Shaw, you know, she's on a TV show that's very, very popular. And obviously, I like I can't speak to anything, you know, to, to what's going on with, with her background legally. It just, it, it's a lot of big words. And again, like brain hacks, I don't understand a lot of those big words. Um, but I don't know that it's had a massive impact on, on the University of Utah's football program. Uh, they're, for better or worse, becoming more adept at handling uh, situations where, where the university is put in the spotlight. Um, and I think they know that this is not, you know, not, not something that they really want to be invested in. Um, but at the same time, there's got to be something there with, with the fact that it's Sharif Shah's wife. Uh, that being said, um, you know, I, I think he and the rest of the coaching staff are going to do what they've always done, which is go to work. And they posted a video, I believe, Friday, Friday morning on the Utah football Twitter account of the coaching staff out on the road together, going to some camps and, and doing some visits. And, 
you know, I, I thought it was really fascinating that the two coaches that were kind of quote unquote featured the most were Jim Harding and Chad Bonfis, you know, two, two of the lesser known coaches. And so maybe that's part of the strategy is as we're starting to you know, introduce people and players to our program, we're going to feature the guys that maybe you haven't seen before. Uh, Brian, last question for me. And it's funny, like I was actually planning on asking this quest- question anyway, but Clint Peterson on Twitter um, requested me to, to bring it up. Um, food. I, you know, you and I have, have talked about this a lot uh, in our private conversations, but, you know, sorry to kind of switch away from Utah football here for a second. Um, but was this the Hanson Scotty show? <laughs> we're, maybe we're borrowing a little bit from that, but uh, local eats kind of around Salt Lake City. What is right now the, the place that you feel, you know, what what's a lesser known place? I'm not going to ask you for like the, the best hidden gem, because I know that you don't want it to be overrun with all all sorts of people all of a sudden that makes it harder for you to get food there. Um, but what what's some place that's maybe lesser known that should be better known? Um, boy. So I've had a conversion of sorts um, for much of my life. I was always a burrito guy, um, but I've converted to the, the gospel that is the taco and the multiple varieties that, that come in that. So I, I think Along those lines, the Berea Taco is really popular right now. Uh, my favorite spot probably is Los Tapatios for that. Um, you can also go to Santos Tacos, both on the west side, uh, both delicious. There's another place that I've been known to frequent lately in, sh- in the Sugar House area called Taco Land, and they have a brisket taco that is just absolutely lights out. It's, uh, they've got a, like some in-house slaw that goes on top of it. And I just talked myself into going there later this afternoon. So if you want to be there in like, I don't know, maybe half hour, 45 minutes, fellas, you know, wrap this show up. Let's go grab some tacos. Oh man. I'm, I'm, you don't have to I, twist I my arm. You guys this question because I'm this down. Is the thing. <laughs> I get the rap for, for being a foodie guy, but I know both of you have excellent food taste. So no, I want to hear your answers. That's nice of you. I don't, I'm a picky eater. Coleslaw? Bleh. No, thank you. <laughs> so Brisket, I'm there. Taco? Yeah, fine. But I'm like the the medium of medium salsas, some cheese, some meat in the taco. That's that's how yeah. I... Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm definitely in the, in the hunt for a new taco place because one of my favorite places... You know, place that had some of my favorite Al Pastor actually recently got shut down. And so I am in the hunt for a new favorite. Um, so I'll... You know, I, I definitely... Uh, Have yeah. you tried the green burrito? <laughs> Uh, more times than I probably should have, yes. <laughs> okay. Taco time? Anybody? No? Okay. Uh, Brian, it's good to good to talk to you. Good to hear from you. I do have one last quick thing. Why do locker rooms matter to these kids? Shouldn't winning be what matters to these kids? Do we have to build Taj Mahals of toilets for these kids to come to school at, at the place you want them to come to? Oh, we're losing you, Brian. You there? We're yeah, losing you, you buddy. Can you catch me? Now we got gotcha. you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess I can't lean over. Um, <laughs> the, the phone has positioned me. I guess the the, the chip and microchip inside my brain has to be in the right position. But um, <laughs> it's no, it's, it's ridiculous, man. And like, I mean, it's cool to see everything that they're building up at the University of Utah and other campuses across the country. But it's, it's higher education overall is just out of control. Um, 
this we we need to find a way to kind of get back to the mean on some of this stuff. Uh, but at the same time, like you're seeing some of the high schools locally, uh, Alta built a five million dollar facility for their high school football stupid. team not too long ago. So, so stupid. How many kids could eat with five million dollars? Uh, okay, I gotta be done. Sorry. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, Do we need I mean, golden crusted toilets, gentlemen? Do we need this? I or can you can you just wipe your butt like the rest of America and get on with your jobs? Huh? I, until we get a slide in every house, I think we can save on putting them in football facilities. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh, All right. Brian, thank you so much for your time. It's always a pleasure. Um, we'll have to do this again sometime soon. <laughs> Love it. Love you guys. You guys are the best. Uh, it's uh, Honestly, I, well, I miss you guys as much as anything else in this world. So thank you. Thank you. Pleasure is all mine. Awesome. Brian, that's Brian Brown of Ute Zone. I also forgot to mention of Locked On Utes as well. Catch him uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. He and our own Jake Hatch, uh, you know, tag team on that. So check him out there. Uh, we're going to head to break. When we come back, we'll get to our segment, Five Minutes of Saki. Uh, for those of you who are new, don't understand that Saki thing, we'll explain it then around the corner here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Whether you're stuck at the mall, in the yard, or making a quick trip to the home improvement store, we've got your back. It's gonna be May. This is the Saturday Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back into the Saturday show. It's time for a little segment that we like to call five minutes of. We get to something that we call Saki, which is our soccer and hockey hybrid. Um, and so ah. we're going to get to that. Uh, Eric, go ahead and uh, open things up for us. We sent this with Neymar yesterday. This player over this situation, the eyes of the world to say nothing of South America, watching to see what he's going to do. Messi. Again. Herrera. Mira. Towards the top of the six. Header down. And in. The stage is clear for the man who loves the harshest of spotlights. He has achieved everything in this game, with one exception, which is to score a goal against France. Now every box is ticked, and the European champions lead for World Cup winners. Off the draw, Martinez high on Price. And now Gallagher. Through the center zone for Montreal, Dano sneaks in, the pass across, they score! Arturi Lekkonen wins it in overtime, and for the first time in 28 years, the Montreal Canadiens are on their way to the Stanley Cup Final. Andre with the shorts. Now the break might be on for Patrick Schick. And look what he's trying to do. Schick! Oh! Wow. Can you believe it? 
just seen out of this world from Patrick Schick. Luda kept it away from Bavillier. Now Bailey over for the Islanders. Now off a giveaway, score! Anthony Bavillier sends the Islanders down to Tampa for Game 7 on Friday night. Shohei drives it to right field, called the wall! On! What'd you say, about 20? What a rocket. He went with a fastball. Shohei, by the way, took about two seconds running around the bases. That was a rocket he hits out. Shohei the money. 20, 38 extra base hits for Shohei Otani. Oh, by the way, picked up a W last night going six innings on the mound. So India moves up in the scoring position for Nick Castellanos. 2-2. Driven high in the air. Deep left center field. Oh, this one could go to orbit. Nick Castellanos destroys a two-run homer. And the Reds lengthen their lead. It's 4-1 to in the home seven. What a read there by McDonough. Outstanding play. Couple of shot blocks. Now Sorelli with the lightning shorthanded. Finds Gord. He scores! Bay Lightning. That's uh, vomit. It's yeah. We've got an interesting uh, Stanley Cup final ahead of us. No, we don't. Uh, well, I mean, you know, we've got the defending Stanley Cup. A team Cup. no one cares about and a team that everyone hates. You don't care about the Montreal Canadiens? Nope. Come on. Come on. Go Habs. Go. Mm-hmm. This could be Canada's chance. Maybe to get finally more cultured, bring, Austin. Come on, dude. <laughs> bring Sir Lord Stanley's Cup home. You. No, his wait. Name is. Can't say get more cultured because the Quebecois. Always the Quebecois. forget about. <laughs> always forget about the Quebecois. The Quebecois. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. As, I, <laughs> as someone who has some close ties to Canada, and you know, and the a, Quebecois. A little bit, yeah. Actually, I know. I, I have some very, very good friends who are Quebecois. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, I. Uh, they're they're huge Habs fans, and so for that reason, I'm you know saying go Habs go uh-huh. for, for this. I mean, they're not going to win. You know, no. They were the last. That's why I think the last team in to the playoffs, you know, the sweep. lowest possible but seed. But Alex, I'm going to argue because on no. this show, that's what both of us have said for the past like three series with them. We that's, said the same thing, but we sat here two weeks ago and you and I both <laughs> said, yeah, Montreal will give them a fight, but Vegas is going to win. Maybe it's time to take Montreal seriously. Vegas Maybe didn't win because they abandoned the GOAT. Between the pipes. No, that's absolutely untrue. Marc Andre Fleury fell apart. He did down not. The he did not. Is he there? absolutely he did. Had, he had a few, a couple bad moments, and they abandoned him. So, yeah. Anyway, I, you know, like <laughs> what a way I, to get started. <laughs> while I want to believe that the Habs can do it, I just don't have that belief. The lowest possible seed versus the de- defending Stanley Cup champions. I want it to be a good series, and I would love to see Montreal win it. Uh, but I, I think it's going to be a repeat. Six games? Five games? Four. Ooh, I don't know Ooh, about that. Oh, I don't know about that one. Mark it down. Um, four. 
and it will be five to one in each of them. <laughs> well, that I think that'll uh, we'll let that suffice for our hockey talk. You okay. know, uh, us here having a, a a passionate, you know, arguing back and forth we, on the. We the are Stanley maybe Cup, the three hockey fans in the state. So you know what? I, well, I I know of one other. Um, I know a few. And so yeah. you know, yeah. we have I, we have one listener that's very big into hockey. Shout out Rob. All right, so we, there's at least five then uh, in this state. But yeah, Rob Crosland. I'm not sure his last name. Oh, okay, all right. Well, awesome. Uh, Eric, do you want to give us a quick soccer recap? Yes, very quickly. Uh, we are in the knockout stage of the Euros. Denmark, a cool story. We talked about this about two weeks ago after Christian Eriksen unfortunately collapsed. He is okay. He is doing well. A miracle. And yeah. uh, he is not playing, but Denmark is on a tear. They beat Wales for nothing. And Austin pointed out an interesting point. Wales, not actually a country. I, I kind of thought Wales was a country. Um I looked it up. They it think is, in they're fact, a country. part of the UK. So <laughs> have either of you seen? See, I, I, have you started Ted Lasso yet, Austin? Nope. Have you watched? I it, have Eric? not yet. Man, you guys. I don't I, have. I Apple. know I'm behind. I don't have Apple. I don't like to support Apple either. So it's a problem. I, I mean, I don't have Apple either. But uh, how do you see it? <clears throat> uh, anyway, so there's a line though in there where, you know, Ted Lasso is evaluating his team for the first time, and there's a, you know, character that's playing, and he's like, uh, "Where's that guy from?" His assistant coach that came with him he says, he's from Wales. He's like, is that another country or something? And he's like, yes and no. Yeah. He said, how many countries are in this country? <laughs> Four. <laughs> That's he right. Got, he yeah. kind of pauses and goes, hmm, kind of like America these days. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about it. It's like, it's like if you said for Utah had just one combined college football team. Like, there, there was no Utah, BYU, or Utah State. I kind of thought about it that way. But now that I say it out loud, that's the stupidest thing I've ever yeah. said. So, yeah. uh, Thank you for saying it so I didn't have to. <laughs> absolutely not. Um, but other things going on in Euro, just a quick Sunday. If you're trying to get into soccer, really no better wa- match to watch. Belgium, Portugal, Belgium, a favorite to win the tournament. Portugal with arguably the best player in the world right now in mm. Cristiano Ronaldo. Monday, France, Switzerland, always a good one. Kylian Mbappe is this young French kid who is absolutely incredible at the game of soccer. And then always a good wartime rivalry, England and Germany going at it. (laughs) Always always a good time between those two. They really don't like each other when it comes to— It's called the blackout game. Yeah, really don't like it when it comes to soccer. Copa America wrapping up. Brazil and Argentina, the favorites, looking good. And in MLS locally— RSL, two weeks ago, uh, now takes down, I believe it was Vancouver Whitecaps, 3-1. Wednesday, they fall in Seattle, 2-1 against the Seattle Sounders. Albert Rusnak with the lone goal in that one. And tonight, on KUTV, I believe, or KMYU, um, it is Real Salt Lake versus Houston Dynamo. This one in Salt Lake. Real Salt Lake have always struggled going to Houston, but playing them at home. I like the matchup for Real Salt Lake that game at 6 p.m. tonight. Real quick, you didn't mention Croatia-Spain on Monday. Croatia-Spain, a good one. I tend to lean in the camp of Luka Modric is washed. Oh, um, what? And lost a step and won't what be playing in high hell? European champions. What are you watching? No, he Did won't. Did you see him score that goal? 
It was an incredible goal, but he is old and he's going to fall oh. off at some point. Now that's the dumbest, the second dumbest thing you've said. <laughs> that is the second dumbest thing I've Walk. said potentially. Uh, uh, but Austin, we have you along for the ride. We did want to ask you, you are really into baseball. I know you wanted to talk about the bees, but also maybe one professional thing that's not all the controversy in baseball that you think oh, wow. might be interesting to point us towards here. Um... Okay, uh, but this is usually not included, right? Baseball is usually not included in this segment. No, but you are a special guest of honor. So it's not. So today it's base hockey, sock, socky, socky ball, socky ball, sockcase. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, the bees are uh, at home, and there's really nothing better you can do with your dime in the summertime at night here in Salt Lake City than go catch a game. I was listening to that last night. That crowd was rocking last night. And it was a dramatic 10-9 win, I believe, over the Vegas, whatever they are these days. Aviators, yeah, thank you. Uh, So there you go, the Bs. Regarding Major League Baseball, it's hard to talk about Major League Baseball right now without mentioning a controversy. So instead, I will uh, cheat and go with my team. You should be watching Angels games, not because the Angels are good, because they ain't. Well, they're better. They're getting all, they're getting okay. But Shohei Otani is a must-see product. And Every time he pitches, too. I mean, he, yeah. it's like these six strikeout, like, no hits. Like, he is. And it's too bad that he and Mike Trout are stuck on my angels. And I know Trout's injured, so you're missing him. But it's too bad that the two, maybe two of the top five players in the league right now are never going to do anything with their legacies as far as winning at all. So I've been saying this since May. Do you think this is crazy to say at this point? Does yes. Shohei Otani have <laughs> a case to be made that he could win the Cy Young and the AL MVP? Not enough on the Cy Young side. Uh, not yet. Uh, but MVP, I think he should be in the th- top three of the MVP Absolutely race. should be in, yeah. in the conversation. Yeah, I mean, like just by virtue of the fact that you'd never see pitchers that play designated hitter like it just doesn't it just doesn't happen yeah and so and and not only does it not happen but if it did happen they're not like one of the top home run hitting players in MLB and he is as a pitcher yeah it's it's it's, it's a throwback to the uh, early 1900s where the pitchers were the best hitters yeah it's it's cool and it's just weird. But they suck. So, <laughs> um, what's next? So, thanks for letting me talk about that. <laughs> uh, uh, the the All Star Game in Colorado. Make a trip out there if you got some time. Go see the All Star Game. And uh, Otani playing in the you know he's, he's participating in the home run derby. He so will be. Yep. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, let's make a quick transition to the sixty and sixty. Give a quick recap as to uh, what's been going on there uh, since our last. Saturday show where we were able to get to this. Um, we're going to look at numbers 53 through 49 of the top 60 in 60. Um, and so number 53. Uh, and Eric, since you've produced Utah State football more recently than I have. I definitely you did not. You were the, actually the last one. Oh, man. Vogen, Vogenbach? I, I, I have no idea how to pronounce this last name. Uh, AJ. <laughs> He's a linebacker for Utah State coming at number 53 on the 60 and 60. Um, number 
uh, let's see, 52 was Mason Wake, fullback ah. for BYU University. The who, hammer. Who just hurdled another defender as we read his name just now. <laughs> That's right. Um, because Knocked I don't, another filler filling out of someone's I, mouth. I just yeah. I don't know how many games I watched last year where like I, I I would turn it on just to see how BYU was doing, and the first play I would see would be Mason Wake, the fullback, mm-hmm. coming around and hurdling somebody. Yep. And I was just, it's um, cool. It's cool. Number fifty-one, Demetric Aliafua of the offensive line at Utah State, and uh, number fifty, Holly Matuapuaka. Defensive tackle, wow. Utah State. Good for you. I, uh, I Matu only know. Matu Apuaka? What'd you say? Matu Apuaka. Matu Apuaka. Matu Apuaka. Matu yeah. Apuaka. Matu Apuaka. So cool. some of these I know because, you know, I, I have produced some Utah State football uh, semi recently. And so I've heard Scotty G pronounce these names. And so. Just I, not Volgenbach? Just not. Yeah. That one. I. I Vong Panakan. I don't know. I don't know. It's. <laughs> Yeah, I I really wish I knew that one because I I I mean it doesn't look like a, a Polynesian name. It's some other you know region of the world that I'm less familiar with how to pronounce it, and so I it's, apologize. It's not a tongue roller like Matu Akawaka. Yeah, Matu pa- was it? Uh, let me pull it back. Matu Pawaka. Matu Apuaka. Matu Apuaka. Yeah. And What's so, his last name? Atuapa. Or his his last name is Matu Apuaka. Oh, that's the whole. That's the last. What's his first name? Holly. Well, come on. Holly Matuapawaka. Yeah. That might be my favorite name ever. It's on the all-name list for this year for sure. Uh, yeah. He's out of Honolulu, Hawaii. Um, Matuapawaka. But, yeah, I, I do a little bit better with the Polynesian names just growing up in Utah, watching a lot of, you know, uh, college football. There's a lot of Polynesians. I actually yeah. have Maori cousins, do which you? helps a little bit with that. Um, and so I really, you know, I feel bad for not being able to pronounce AJ's last name because it, you know, it's not I one got it. that I'm normally. I listened to the 60 and 60 on the website. AJ Wagenpock. Wagenpock. Okay. That's, yeah. I would never have guessed that. We were way um, off. Yeah, we were. Matuapawaka so, Wagenpock. So apologies to AJ Wagenpock uh, for butchering your name there. <laughs> uh, but he comes in at number 53. On the top 60 and 60, again, 52, Mason Wake, 51, Dimitri Galiafua, uh, 50, Holly Matuapuaka, 49, Connor Mortensen. Weber State, great, great, great. Which they did have a, a you know, a, they are pretty great. Uh, He's been, better than 49, by the way, but it's Weber State, so people don't know about it, so he just got ratioed to 49. Yeah, he's 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 a top 20 guy. He's, he's very good. Uh, Weber State is very good, and, you know, what Jay Hill has been doing with them, up there has been just awesome to, to see that turnaround under his leadership is just great. The Wildcats are one of the premier programs in FCS. So uh, congratulations to all of these players for their placements in the top 60 and 60 uh, catch that on just the weekdays. I believe is it hands and Scotty that unveil those one thirty every day. Yep. So yeah, tune in. Monday through Friday to catch the remainder as we count down towards the start of the college football season. Uh, the best news there is that there's 48 Hanson Scotty shows left before college football starts. Oh my gosh, that's that's the best news. That was you know I hadn't even taken that into conversation or <laughs> co- into contemplation yeah. until then. Man, we are getting so close. I can't wait. I I love college football more than I love air. 
And so, uh, yeah, let's, uh, we're getting close, everybody. Um, we're going to, that'll kind of wrap up our five minutes of segment. We're going <laughs> to, you know, several minutes. 17 of, minutes into it. Yeah. yeah. Several minutes of, but it was five minutes of each approximately. Oh, I got you. Yeah, I thought it was, so. was supposed to be five total. No, no. Ah, I see. Like five minutes of, and then five minutes. Uh, it used almost to like be, a, but yeah. we've made changes. Uh-huh. It used to be, you know, kind of a quick five minute segment because. In it was usually origins, what you ended the show with. In its origins, it started, yeah, yeah uh, Adrian would let Yach talk five minutes of soccer because <laughs> yes. that's all that he could handle of it. <laughs> Amen. And so we've we've transitioned it to kind of make it more of a lightning <laughs> round to get to the lesser talked about sports. Um, <laughs> but even then, college football still finds a way in. Yep, because, it still got there. You know, it's that's 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 how we do. Um, what will we do with our eighty seconds in the next segment? <laughs> well, you know, we'll wrap things up. We'll put a bow on it. So right. we're going to go to break. We'll be back for our final thoughts and shots here on the Saturday show. Uh, thanks again for tuning in. We'll be, you know, saying our farewells and things. Then uh, this is ninety-seven five twelve and twelve eighty the zone and the zone sports network. Let's go live. We talk jazz, Utes, Cougars, and Aggies even on the weekend. The weekend. You're locked on to the Saturday show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I've watched and read every piece of the Star Wars canon, but I also like Bereds and Ska music because I crave mockery. That was uh, oh, the, fin- the finale of Jazz Playoff Overtime, wasn't it? Yeah, but uh, that, that, uh, that got... Well, not the finale. So, but, the yeah. last time I dropped one of those, it got surprisingly good Twitter feed. Like, the only Twitter feedback I've ever gotten was <laughs> that people like that. So there will be an, uh, an Eric Jensen, Alex Longberg generalization of the week. So, right. week. so that's, I dig it. it's a good impression. It's not a good impersonation because it doesn't sound like no. Lundy. Yeah, yeah. But not, it, not it matches good. Lundy's persona. Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Absolutely. So I, 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 I appreciate it. Though I, I do have one correction. I have not read every piece <laughs> of Star Wars canon. Um, he I have, has kissed a girl. I, don't, <laughs> I assume. I, I have read some of them. I have not read all of them. I have seen all the pieces of Star Wars canon. So, you know, let's, let's, let's clear that up. Okay. Um, but... It is funny, though, that you mentioned, like, earlier, before the show, actually, you know, I, was, I had pulled up one of my dating apps and saw somebody, and I was like, all right, yeah, this <laughs> this, this could be promising, and then got to a partner bio where she just said, Star Wars is not it. And I was like, you know what? Swipe left. It's, uh, you know, <laughs> what could been have nice been, but, uh, you know, I'm going to pass. Thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. The top 60 and 60. Oh, see, we didn't get out on time. <laughs> that, right. that hard time, we missed it. Yeah, well, all right. That's the final thoughts and shots for the show. Thank you for tuning in for to, to another edition of the Saturday Show. Austin, thank you so much for filling in. Awesome. Eric, great job as always uh, for both of them, Eric Jensen and Austin Horton. I'm Lundy. This has been the Saturday Show. More next on 97.5, 1280 The Zone.